It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now on today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. It's Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. And today we are proud to announce our rock star guest for today. He is a recognized realtor who has achievements in sales, education, industry participation, and civic leadership. This agent is deeply involved in communities throughout the San Antonio and surrounding areas and is committed to providing exceptional service to his team's clients. Help me welcome the amazing realtor, Christian, and proud father, A.J. Regattas. Welcome, A.J. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be on this show. I'm really excited to share uh, anything I can with you that would help shed some light on, um, you know, what can help a buyer or a seller when they're looking for a realtor. So thank you for having me. You are welcome. Uh, well, today's topic is how to hire the right realtor. And, you know, um, as we were sharing off air, AJ, this is so important to me because I just love everything real estate, especially the new build, also the fix and flip. And um, when I came to um, one of your um, seminars, if you will, uh, you inspired me as a mover and influencer, someone who was a, a you know a quick learn you know um, quick learner, and and who is a pace setter in the San Antonio area as far as as far as real estate. So we have no yeah. nothing but the best of the best here on the show, and so I am so honored and um, proud to have you here. And also, listeners, uh, AJ has agreed to come on every second Thursday. So make sure you keep the dial here on TogiNet Radio and um, download the podcast because they're going to be very in- informational as we go along throughout um, the, the series here with AJ. So AJ, before we get started, I would like you to tell us who is AJ Regatta? AJ Regatta, uh, born and raised in San Antonio. Um, you know, it, 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 I, I love this city. You know, I'm a, I'm a diehard Spurs fan, uh, family man, uh, Christian, and uh, father. You know, um, besides real estate, you know, and, and, and church, you know, my kids play a big role in my life. And, uh, you know, so I was raised by my mom and my stepdad who, you know, were very tough on me, but they, they taught me right from wrong. They taught me, you know, how to use my manners. And, and so I incorporate that in my business now with my clients, you know, a lot of my clients tend to be younger than me and I still use the yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. And I often get uh, <laughs> corrected by my clients when they, when they point out, well, aren't you older than me? You don't need to be calling me sir, ma'am, you know? So it's a, it's, uh-huh. it's a good habit that I have, but, um, but yeah, no, been in the business for eight years and uh, I love it. it. It feels like I just joined yesterday, you know, the, the, this career and being in the business uh, definitely goes by really fast. So, uh, it doesn't feel like I've been in here eight years, but uh, but yeah, that's how long I've been in this business. 
Okay. Well, that's interesting because that was one of the first questions I was going to ask you. You know, smart (laughs) consumers, um, they should always interview potential real estate agents before they decide which agent they want to hire. Um, Just as you're sizing up the the potential for a good fit, you know, the real estate agent will likely be interviewing you as well. So what is it? Can you take us through um, from start to finish, if you will, the process of, say, I was coming to you, AJ, what could mm-hmm. I expect from you as my realtor? Well, um, so first off, it depends on if you're a buyer or a seller. And, and the reason why I say that is because those approaches and those interviews are, are done dif- uh, differently. And what I mean by that, and I say interview because as a realtor, we are being interviewed, you know, by the buyer or by the seller um, when mm-hmm. we first get approached or when we first approach them, uh, you know, it, it's, we're interviewing for a job. And so, you know, when, when a buyer comes our way, you know, I strongly suggest, you know, to make sure you're asking and probing questions, do some research a little ahead of time before you actually meet with a realtor and make sure you're asking the right questions, you know, uh, making sure that you, so that way you can ensure that you're going to be, you know, um, it's going to be the right fit for you and that realtor. And so um, mm-hmm. when you're on the seller side, I will say, you know, there's also some questions that, you know, you can do some research on as well to make sure that you're asking the right questions. Because that's the thing that, you know, we, we often hear is, oh, you know, I wish I went with you, um, but I'm locked in this contract with this realtor. And, you know, and, and I, I, it, it's sad to say, but a lot of times you hear disappointment in their voice. And so, um, you know, at that point, we're limited on what we can, how we can communicate with that person. Um, and let them know that, hey, if you're in a contract with a realtor already, I'm sorry, we really can't, we really can't help you because you have a contract with that agent. And so um, with that being said, so as a buyer, when you're first starting to look to purchase a home, I mean, it's your biggest investment that you're ever going to make throughout your life. So you have to treat it with that same type of importance when, when looking for a realtor. You know, you need to make sure that you're the right fit, but not only that, you want to ask questions like, for instance, how long have you been in the business? Um, you know, and, and, and one thing that I thought that I was so worried about as, as a new agent when I first got in the business is, gosh, I don't have any experience. No one's going to want to hire me. You know, those are things that ran through my head that I, that, that I tend to get too worried about. And, um, and I quickly learned from, luckily, my peers that have been in the business for a while is, hey, don't worry about that. You're here. You're here to hustle. You know, you want to take care of your clients, of course, but you're here for the long run. You know, you're not looking to do this as a hobby. You're not looking to do this as, you know, uh, just for fun, sort of say. So um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's definitely a career that you have to take serious. Um, and so when, as a buyer, when you're looking for your agent, you want to ask those questions. How long have you been in the business? Um, how many homes do you averagely sell in any given month in, in this year, in the past 12 months? You know, you want to make sure that mm-hmm. that agent is very active in the business. And, and I get it. I was a new agent at once. So I, I know what that feeling is like, but I will say now being an experienced agent, that experience does matter, you know, and, and um, not saying that if you hire a brand new agent, that's bad. Um, however, I might follow up with a question as a buyer, I might follow up with a question of, okay, so I know I understand that you're new in the business. Um, are you on a team? You know, how, how close are you and your broker? You know, I want to know those questions or those answers because I want to know that I'm going to be taken care of. Again, it's my biggest investment that I'm ever going to make. And so Mm -hmm. if I know that I'm working with a new agent, 
that's okay. However, I want to know that they're being taken care of as well by their broker. You know, they have constant training going on, and they're doing this full-time. Um, that's another thing that I would point out is asking your agent, do you sell real estate full-time? A lot of agents don't. You know, as you may know, we have over 16,000 licensed realtors in San Antonio now. And when I got in eight years ago, there was maybe 5,000 realtors. Um, you know, and it, obviously the market was different back then. We were showing up in the foreclosures um, when we were showing homes to our buyers. But now that the market is thriving um, and it's been continuing to thrive over the past several years, everyone's wanting to become a realtor right now. And so um, it's an exciting time for, for buyers, for sellers. Um, it's an exciting time for realtors, obviously, as well. Um, but I will say that, you know, making sure you ask the right questions and not just going with your first realtor that you interview either can be the best decision. You know, I, I always tell, for instance, sellers when I'm being interviewed, hey, you know what, um, especially when they've made it clear, hey, I'm not making my decision today, but I'm going to meet with you. Um, that's when I'll point out and I'll suggest, you know what, I encourage you after we're done to speak to at least one or two other agents. So that way you can ensure that you felt you made the right decision. Um, you know, and that, that me saying that kind of, it, it, I feel like it helps me in a way because usually a seller is like, aren't you here to just get the job? I'm surprised you're telling me that. And, and I say it with confidence, um, you know, with, with my approach and my listing appointment with a seller, I'm going in there to get the listing. But if they made it very clear that they're not in a rush to make a decision, of course, that's where my follow-up skills are going to come into play. But at that same time, I'm going to say, okay. And that, that same time, I'm going to suggest to them, hey, you know what? Um, I encourage you to talk to two other realtors. Here's some questions that I would actually recommend for you to ask them. So that way it can help you make your, your decision. So. Absolutely. And then I think, AJ, that that just shows that you are, again, confident and you're competent mm-hmm. and you know that not everybody is uh, going to be a good fit. <laughs> and some yeah. of those, uh, you know, some of those who decide to make a, dis- a different decision, it's for the best. You know, it, it wouldn't have I worked agree. out anyway. And usually I, I think you all do six month or longer listings, correct? Yes, Agreement. Ma'am. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yes. So it's just, I mean, just just like with a doctor, I love a doctor who says, when I say, and I look and I'm looking at him, I'm going to get a second opinion. And he, you know, Mm -hmm. he reassures me that, Hey, no problem. You know, I, I really feel that you should, because if it was me, I would do the same. So that's just showing that you're looking out, you're not being cocky, but you're confident in what you do. You're competent and you're looking out for your um, potential clients and usually they'll come right back to you. Of course. And, and I'll be honest with you, that's what I thrive off of. Is my business is, is mainly run off of referrals. You know, I spend zero marketing dollars on Zillow and, and all these third-party websites to gain business. And that works for other agents. That's fine. That's great. You know, whatever works for you is great. But my business has is, is been transitioned over the years, and it's based off of referrals. So I know when that person is coming to me, it's because they were referred to me by either a past client, family member, friend of mine. Uh, that speaks very highly of me and knows about my service and how I deliver my service. So. Exactly. Absolutely. And on the other side of the break, AJ, when we come back, I'd love to get into um, how uh, how you have formulated uh, being like the realtor in your community, in your neighborhood. Yes, ma'am. Um, oh, yeah. that's going to be fun. Yes, it, it is. Uh, also, if you could go ahead and give people uh, your contact information, how can we all contact you? Yes, they can reach me at 210-313-5554. 
or you can simply Google the Regattas Group at Keller Williams Legacy. Um, my email address is rgroup, sorry, rgroup at kw.com. Okay, very well. Well, stay tuned, everybody. You're listening to the Lisa Lewis Show right here on TogiNet Radio. It is Thankful Thursday, and on the other side of the break, we'll talk more with this amazing, competent, and confident A.J. Regattas with the Regattas Group right here in San Antonio, Texas. Please stay tuned. discovered chocolate 3,100 years ago, and it was revered to the point of worship. The word chocolate comes from the Aztec word chocolatel, which referred to the bitter, spicy drink the Aztecs made from the cacao beans. The first chocolate bar was invented in 1847 by Joseph Fry. Did you know that it takes one year for a cacao tree to produce enough pods to make 10 chocolate bars? The scientific name for the tree that chocolate comes from, Theobroma cacao, means food of the gods. Man cannot live by chocolate alone, but we women sure can. Personally, I could give up chocolate, but I'm not a quitter. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show. I am your host, Lisa Lewis. Help me welcome back the amazing realtor, Christian, and proud father, A.J. Regattas. Welcome, A.J. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, today's topic, if you're just tuning in, is how to hire the right realtor. And uh, A.J. and I, over the first uh, segment, we were talking about uh, key questions that you can ask your realtor. For example, um, when you're interviewing a realtor, how long have you been in the business? 
And it's okay if they're new, but just make sure that the, their level of training and their access to competent mentors is there and you should be well on your way. However, I would suggest if your gut feeling is telling you not to go with a certain agent, don't go with that agent and give yep. AJ a try. Call AJ at, um, AJ, give him your number. <laughs> I thought I had it. Yes, handy. Two, uh, that's okay. It's 210-313-5554. Exactly. And you are the proud owner and realtor at the Regattas Group, and you're with yes. Keller Williams um, Legacy Realty right here in San Antonio, yes, uh, Texas. So now yes, we want to get in. How does one dominate how does a great realtor dominate the neighborhood, their neighborhood? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for asking that question. Um, you know, that's actually a topic on a training class that I'm providing right now for other agents here in the city. And, you know, at first, a lot of agents that I network with were like, why are you going to do something like that? You're helping other people in the same city as you that can possibly take over your neighborhood. And honestly, it simply comes down to I'm just that confident with my neighborhood that, you know, I've built the relationships in my neighborhood to where, um, you know, I'm confident that I know that at least the people that know of me, which is a majority amount of the people in my neighborhood, um, are going to come with me or at least speak to me about hiring me when it comes to selling their home. And so I live in a neighborhood in a, that has a little over a thousand homes. And I bought my home about six and a half years ago in this neighborhood. And so, um, you know, obviously I was a licensed realtor already and I was selling real estate and I was a little nervous at first. I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous at tapping into my neighborhood and farming my neighborhood because, you know, I was worried that what if I had with my luck a bad transaction and they go and shame me or, or talk badly of me and, and, you know, and then it can ruin my career. And so those were things that I constantly let get in my head at that time um, that, you know, I finally decided just to put my foot down and said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And if it works, great. I'm going to take off with it. And if it doesn't work, I move on to the next, you know, and so um, I finally re started reaching out to a lot of the neighbors in the neighborhood and started rubbing elbows with the right people, got uh, very involved with the within the HOA as well as uh, the community events that were being done in the neighborhood. And so uh, as I was building these relationships, I was actually, you know, farming my neighborhood with, mail you know, mailing out monthly postcards. And uh, we have a neighborhood Facebook group page. It's a closed group. It's meant for the neighbors only. Unfortunately, some people outside of the neighborhood get added to the group, but, um, but it's meant for the neighbors. And so you're interacting constantly on a daily basis with these neighbors. And, you know, there's times when you have, a, you know, an opportunity to chime in and throw your, your uh, business out there. Hey, I'm a realtor. I live here in the neighborhood. And so um, opportunities were created for me through that and uh, started selling houses. And I started selling them very quickly in the neighborhood. And so... Um, it was gaining traction, and uh, that was one thing that started helping me take off. And so now I would say out of the six years that I've been focusing in my neighborhood, um, I've sold over 42 houses just in my neighborhood alone. Uh, this year alone, I've sold 14 homes in my neighborhood. So it's been a very good year for me wow. just in my neighborhood specifically. So, mm -hmm. um, But, yeah, and, and again, so it, it all comes down to several different things that I implement. Um, as far as keeping myself relevant within the neighborhood. There's about seven other agents that live in my neighborhood as well, and uh, one in particular that, that I've met a few times that he's constantly, you know, promoting himself in the neighborhood, and I have to give him a pat on the back. You know, I think I might do things a little differently than how his approach, but we all have our own niche on what works for us. And so 
um, you know, I wish him well, and I hope it does, you know, it, he does get some business from it, because at the same time, yes, we're all competing with each other, but um, I, I, I wish nothing but the best for other agents. There's enough business out there for all of us, and so my business, like I said, is mainly generated the referrals, so I don't see it as competition, you know, with another agent. Um, yes, he wants to sell, or they want to sell other homes in the neighborhood, and that's great, but I'm firmly confident that what I've implemented into my business and how to gain more business in my neighborhood, that it's going to keep me as a, the predominant realtor, or I should say the, the dominant realtor in my neighborhood um, to continue to sell more homes. And so uh, one of the things that I like doing is, um, you know, we tend to throw uh, events in our neighborhood. Like uh, our, one of our biggest events in the summer is a movie dive-in. You know, we pick a Saturday evening. Um, we get, we, we rent out one of those, um, inflatable projector TV screens and mm-hmm. all the kids with their family put on a kid friendly movie and all the families show up with their kids and they're swimming at night and they have this big movie screen playing with, you know, an, an awesome kid friendly movie. And we usually like last year we donated pizza. So we, um, or, I'm sorry, we, we sponsored pizza as well uh, to, to have to feed everybody. And we had a little concession going that was actually benefiting our uh, local neighborhood COP program, which is completely voluntary. They're not ran through the HOA, but our COP program is actually one of the best um, in the city, and it's, it's actually recognized throughout the state um, as, far as, uh, as far as how well they run that program. Um, they're either retired military, retired police officers that are doing this on their own time, on their own expense, or actually through the money that they raise through the neighborhood to go and, and patrol our neighborhood just to help keep crime down. And so um, the, mm-hmm. the stats show as well. Every year when we have our HOA meeting, it shows that our crime rate just in the neighborhood alone has drastically dropped just because of how efficient our CLP members are within keeping our neighborhood protected. So I'm a big believer in those guys. Uh, they do a really awesome job. And so one thing that I've done is every time I sell a home now um, in my neighborhood, I'd make a contribution to the COP program to help, you know, uh, help them run that program. And, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's constant events, constant events that are going on in the neighborhood. You know, we have a great uh, uh, Easter egg hunt uh, event that I love sponsoring um, our next one, I believe we have coming up is, uh, it's another one. It's called the Luminaria and, uh, it's a Christmas mm-hmm. event. Great turnouts. You know, usually there's at least anywhere from a hundred to 200 people that show up. And again, it's an opportunity for me to meet my neighbors and interact with them. And, and I love that I've been able to put myself in a position where now I'm running into neighbors where they're like, Oh, you're AJ Regales. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot about you. Or I've seen things about you. And I know you sell a lot of homes in this neighborhood. And so, it helps me with, you know, that continued advertisement as well as contributing back to my neighborhood where I live, you know. And, and so one thing that I tell my sellers when I'm, when I'm going on this listing appointment in my neighborhood is I tell them, what realtor cares about your home or cares about the neighborhood the most? It's one that lives here, you know. So I care about the values in my neighborhood. I'm never going to undersell my listings in the neighborhood because I care about the values overall and I care about my value on my home. It's an investment for me as well. And so, um, you know, that's one of the things that I use on them, but I'll be honest with you now, these days, when I go on a listing appointment on my neighborhood, it's not necessarily to be interviewed to see if I can get the job. It's more so to, um, you know, give advice and, and pretty much sign the contract um, because I've already been able to build that rapport with that person to where now it's just like, Hey, dear goddess, we want you to come over 
tour our home and, and make some recommendations on how to get our home ready so that way you can put it on the market for us. And that's, that's a perfect feeling right there. It's a perfect example right there of when you're implementing several different things into your business for your neighborhood, it's really going to cause your business to grow. And I, I believe that's what helped me uh, grow my business in, in the neighborhood that I live in. So it's been great. It's been really good. Um, we have a neighborhood swim team for the kids in the summer. Um, I'm a big supporter of them. I think it's a great, great uh, 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 organization that puts that together. Um, and uh, it, it helps, you know, it helps keep the community together. Um, but not only that, our Facebook group that we have, uh, you know, we're constantly looking out for each other as neighbors um, where, you know, okay, so, so usually we're constantly looking out for our neighbors. We might make a comment like, hey, there's a suspicious car driving on the street, just a heads up, or a suspicious mail going door to door. Um, on this street. And so we're constantly looking out for each other, but that's, that's where I get my opportunities as well is to engage in those conversations. I'm not going to constantly just post about my real estate business on there because then people get tired of seeing that. So I'm constantly engaging with different neighbors on any given topic. Um, and, and that's what keeps me relevant within the neighborhood. So that's what I feel has helped with, uh, with building my business in, in the neighborhood that I live in. Absolutely. And also, I love that um, you give back uh, to different charities. Do you have a couple of charities, is it, that uh, is associated or has been an outcome of uh, you dominating the neighborhood, your neighborhood? Yes, ma'am. So, so as far as the neighborhood specifically, um, the, main, the main one that I do donations for is the, is the neighborhood COP program. But as far as charities... Um, my favorite charity to give back to, and I can give you a little story on that, is uh, the San Antonio Food Bank. And um, it has a personal meaning to me with the San Antonio Food Bank because as I was a kid and, and growing up, um, you know, my, my, father, my stepfather, you know, he was the breadwinner in the house. And, and my mom didn't work, thankfully. And, uh, and, but there were times where he was, um, he was a plumber and there were times where he worked for the union and he would get laid off. And, I mean, some of these times lasted six months to a year to where we had to find a way to make ends meet. And um, as a kid, I remember my dad would take me to the food bank to pick up food, you know, because we couldn't afford to go buy groceries. And so mm-hmm. at the time, I was embarrassed as a kid because, you know, everyone knows when you see that can of, can of food and a white paper that just says beans or corn or whatever it might be. And my, my friends would see that when I would have them over. But now looking back at that, I mean, I, I I appreciate that so much, and I'm glad that my, my stepmother was able to let me experience that because it's things like that that you tend to appreciate once you grow up. Absolutely. And talking about that, that is so important, um, AJ. We both are parents that we start instilling that in our children, whether they ever yeah. need it or not personally, but that way they can have a servant's heart and learn how to give, um, you know, and everybody can do something. Every, no one person can do everything, but we all yep. can do something. And that is so important. And I know that the San Antonio Food Bank can always use our donations so people give because it's coming up with Thanksgiving and Christmas. And those families that need to have a meal, um, they will have somewhere to go. And San Antonio Food Bank is one of the best places to go in order to be fed uh, throughout the year and especially to be around people on these special holidays in case you don't have loved ones. Please stay tuned.
my name is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. It's Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. And today we have a phenomenal and amazing rock star guest by the name of A.J. Regattas with the Regattas Group. He's a realtor, Christian, and a proud father. And we're so glad to have him here to speak on the topic of how to hire a great realtor. Welcome back, A.J. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for taking this time because I know you are super busy. And so I just really appreciate you and the value that you're bringing to our listeners today. So I, I just want to say thank you for that. Um, of course. Now, before before the break, we were talking and closing um, the topic of how to dominate your neighborhood. And you've given us some keen ideas. And for all those realtors, Hopefully, they have been taking copious notes because, I mean, you are preaching the real estate gospel today. So hopefully, they have taken (laughs) notes and can glean from all of your expertise and success that you're having these last eight years and many more to come as a a top realtor here in San Antonio, Texas. So with that being said, where is your next um, event going to be? Tell all of us. I've already signed up for it. Yes, ma'am. It's going to be at North American Title. It's for, uh, again, for other agents, and, and uh, it's going to be hosted by Cecilia Sosa and Gary Rodriguez with uh, Legacy Mutual Mortgage, uh, two people that I work very closely with that I've known in the business for several years, um, great, phenomenal people. And, and that's one thing that I, you know, I like to say as a realtor, too, that it's very important you know, as a realtor that you surround yourself and create a team, not only a team of agents that work under you, but a team of a lender, whether that be a title company, um, or, you know, even a home warranty company um, that you surround yourself with. So that way you become the go-to source whenever your client um, has a question about title or whenever they have a question about financing um, or home warranty, you know, home warranty issue that might have came up in their home. So, you know, it's good to surround yourself and create a team of people that, that are very similar and like-minded as yourself to where you can ha- be that go-to source, that one-stop shop for your clients. So. Um, but, yes, it's going to be at North American Title. I'm really excited about it. I'll be honest with you. I, I did one event of Dominate Your Neighborhood, and we, I mean, we didn't even have enough seats. We filled up that room with agents, and uh, the, oh, nice. the feedback that I got back was just, 
I was blown away myself. I, I, I wasn't expecting that many people to show up. And not only that, mm-hmm. but, um, but just the feedback that I got from everybody, you know, that day or, or later on that afternoon, I got text messages, phone calls, and, and emails mm-hmm. uh, from agents. And they were just like, hey, I heard, you know, that that was such a great event. When are you doing another one? And so I ended up doing another one for, uh, for SellSmart Real Estate, which is uh, my first brokerage that I was working for when I got in the business. The awesome broker over there, mm-hmm. Bill uh, Bill Bobadilla with Sell Smart Real Estate, and uh, he, you know, he was part of what taught me how to get myself going in the real estate business. So I always uh, look back at that, and I appreciate the man, and uh, we're still really good friends. But um, yeah. yeah, so I did the event for his brokerage, and then after that, um, Cecilia Sosa with North American Title approached me, and she was like, "Hey, can you do that same class one more time?" So. What started off as doing it as one class uh, is now going on my mm-hmm. third class, and and you know the, the just getting the type of feedback from agents and showing how much it's helping them, how much they appreciate it, really just that's what gets me. You know, everyone always asks, me, "Why are you doing this?" And I truly love helping people. Whether that's going to be a mm-hmm. or if that's going to be you know another realtor that's maybe new to the business. I love helping mm-hmm. people, and I'm constantly helping other agents in this business that are not on my team or don't work in the same brokerage that I work in. Um, but, you know, if, if I notice and I see something that they could be doing a little bit better, I'm going to message them and let them know, hey, why don't you try to do this? Or why don't you, just, why don't you adjust this? And they appreciate mm-hmm. it, you know. And, and I do that because I was fortunate to get the help that I got when I was a new agent in the business. I was lost. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you do your real estate classes as a new agent, all you're taught is pretty much how, of course, how to follow the rules, follow the laws, um, but they don't teach you how to sell real estate, and that you learn hands-on. And so, um, right. you know, I did it. I, I never had a sales job before, so I didn't know what I was getting into. I just knew I wanted to sell real estate. And so mm-hmm. um, I was fortunate to have the broker that I had at the time and then surrounding myself with some of the top agents in the office. You know, I learned off of them, and I constantly asked questions. That was my, till this day, I'm known for constantly asking questions because I want to know. I'm, I'm eager to learn, you know, and, and that's one thing. Yeah, I mean, I might be the expert in my neighborhood or I might be, you know, uh, you know, the expert in the city or one of the top agents in the city, but I don't know everything, you know, and so it's a constant Absolutely. learning lesson in this business. And I'm just always eager to find out more and learn more. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I love helping other agents and that's why we're doing this class again for the third time. And now we're actually working on doing some classes at the beginning of the year on a different topic. So we're working on that still, but, um, but it's been really good. It's been a really good turnout so far and I'm really excited to do this again. Oh, that is wonderful. And yes, uh, something that you said that I, I was able to hone in on AJ in order to be a great leader, one must be a great student. So that is, that is, I'm very big you know, on that. Mm-hmm. That is so great. Uh, and also, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut. I was going to say, I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, so, so as a realtor, we're self-employed, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, our broker's not going to call us on Monday morning at 8, 8.30 a.m. and say, hey, where are you at? You're not in the office yet or you're late. You know, it's up to us if we're going to get up and go to work. And so one thing that I learned four years ago is I need to get me a coach, you know, for this business. And so, I invested into getting me a coach where, you know, it's not, it's not cheap. You know, it's, it's definitely not cheap to be in this business as a realtor. I'll say that much. It's fun. Yes, it's a lot of fun, but it's not cheap to be in this business. And so you have to treat it as a business, though. And that's, that's the difference. 
is, you know, there's agents that treat it as a job and there's agents that treat it as a hobby. And then there's agents that treat it as a business. And uh, those are the ones that are top producers that you tend to see. I guarantee if you ask any top producing agent in the city or in the state or in the country, they are being coached and they are being held accountable. And so I consider myself a student, you know, my coach, I I meet with him every week um, and we go over our numbers. We go over, you know, how many contracts we've done, how many phone calls we're making, how's our prospecting looking, you know, our profit and loss as well. That was a big thing that I learned four years ago is, you know, profit and loss, which uh, it it can be painful at times when you're looking at those numbers, but Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we are held accountable for everything, how much is coming in and how much is going out. And so um, I'm a big believer in having a coach. You can never say that you know too much or you know enough. Uh, Cause like I said, you're constantly learning in this business. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to be a part of a coaching group. And I think that's what's helped push me in this route of, you know, being an instructor and helping other agents grow their business because I enjoy being coached. I enjoy being held accountable and I like coaching others now. And so um, I definitely recommend it for new agents or, or the, the agents that are looking to take their business to the next level is to hire a real estate coach to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And then I would even suggest it for seasoned people as well, because even, yeah. um, you know, the best of the best, they have somebody who they, who they look up to as mentors, yep. you know, people like, you know, yep. Bill Gates and Oprah oh, yeah. Winfrey, they, you know, yeah. um, you know, they have Tony Robbins, they have coaches yep. and mentors too. So it they always sure interests me, even when people are older or, you know, maybe senior citizens and, and they say, well, I've been doing this for 50 years, but maybe you've just <laughs> been going along and no one has tapped you and said, you're not doing exactly. this right. So I don't, I think exactly. at any age, you could always benefit from having someone who knows a little bit more than you do. You know, I exactly. always say, tell people, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I need to move around. I need to go to a different room. <laughs> I agree. And, and you know so, what? I'm glad you brought that mm-hmm. up. I'm glad you brought that up because here's the thing, too. Um, going back to the beginning of our segment when we were talking about asking the right questions and how and hiring your realtor. Now, again, I'm friends mm-hmm. with many real estate agents here in the city, you know, new agents, uh, seasoned agents, um, and agents that have just been in the business for a very long time. And so I don't want to, you know, um, um, upset anybody with saying this, but I've come across agents that have been in the business maybe barely 12 months, but they sell more real estate than some of the agents that have been in the business for 20 plus years. And, And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you know, some people are at a different point in their career or a different point in their life where they take, they tend to take a step back and that's okay. But that's also a good question to ask. And that's why I say one of the, one of the important questions to ask your agent when you're looking for an agent is not only how long have you been in this business, but how active are you in selling real estate in the past 12 months? Because again, mm-hmm. like I said, I've met newer agents that are just rock stars right now. They're killing it um, in, in sales and then I've come across agents that have been in the business for 20 plus years where they maybe do one or two sales a year. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I would say that I, if I was a buyer or a seller, I'd probably go more with an agent that knows the market, stati- the market trends of what's going on right now, not necessarily what's mm-hmm. gone on over the, 20, the past 20 years. You know? So that's, that's something that I would agree with that, that's important. You know? Yes. Absolutely. And so, you know, getting um, back to um, how to hire the right realtor, 
Um, I think one of the questions that should be asked is, will you please provide me with references? And what would you say to that? Yes. Of course. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you're asking me that because that was something that I forgot to mention when um, mm-hmm. in the Dominating My Neighborhood topic. So that's actually something that I am very excited to do. I feel like that's just that extra layer of comp- not, not just confidence, but more so of, of um, um, insurance. When you're being interviewed, especially by a seller, when you're being interviewed by a seller, it's, again, you're applying for a job. So you have to treat it as such by, you know, creating a resume, not just showing up with what we call a CMA report where it provides the comparables of what's recently sold that's comparable to your property, but more so a, a resume of what, what I've done in this business. You know, what are my credentials? But not only that, the main important part that I throw in there is references, especially in my neighborhood, that goes a long way, is references of past clients with their contact information. Of course, I get their approval, but past clients with their contact information that I've helped sell their house in my neighborhood, feel free to give them a call. And I'll put a list. I'll put a list of them. And so I'll tell that client in my neighborhood, feel free to call anyone on this list. They are past clients that lived here in the neighborhood with us, and they can vouch for me and my service. And that has that usually, if I haven't won the listing by the time I show up, that usually mm-hmm. helps me get that listing agreement signed at that point is because then they feel confident. So mm-hmm. references is definitely absolutely. big. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And um, also, like you said, just with a CMA, anyone can go pull that up. If I have access yes. to the MLS, I can pull yep. that up. But what, 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 do you, what else do you have for me, because as you said, you're being interviewed for a job, and sometimes yep. this is the biggest purchase that a person will yep. make, you know, in their lifetime. So it's important yep. to show up and be prepared and get that sale, you know. Yep. <laughs> so Very uh, stay tuned so. to the Lisa Lewis Show, and when we come back, we will talk more with the fabulous and amazing realtor right here in San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas, A.J. Regattas with the Regattas Group. So please stay tuned. driving random tandem down the road. She was first pulled over for speeding at 11.40 p.m. About 10 minutes later, another officer stopped her for speeding wiki-wiki again on the same road. Less than an hour later, she was pulled over for the third time. In each case, she was driving a bit ram-stam or reckless at more than 50 miles per hour in a 35-mile-per-hour zone. 
Oddly enough, she hadn't had a speeding ticket for six years. She explained each time that she just wasn't paying attention. I guess the third time wasn't a charm. What's another word for not paying attention? Travelopsing. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here on the Lisa Lewis Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and it is Thankful Thursday around here. And we are so thankful to have our rock star, amazing realtor with us, none other than A.J. Regattas with the Regattas Group. Welcome back, A.J. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And I wanted to just uh, let people know, because we were, we're going to wrap up um, Dominate Your Neighborhood, but the next uh, one that, that they can go and sign up for, again, is with North American Title Company. Um, come and enjoy breakfast and learn how to dominate your neighborhood. And uh, the guest speaker is none other than A.J. Regattas, who has sold 42 homes in a single neighborhood. It is November 13th from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at North American Title Company. And you can RSVP at CSOSA, so C-S-O-S-A, at N-A-T dot com. And the address is 4630 North Loop 1604 West, Suite 116, San Antonio 782 Four, nine. And also, if you'd like to give Cecilia a call, her number is 210-764-0452. And we look forward to seeing you there. And I'm going to get a front row seat, AJ, because it's just fabulous. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I love it. So, yes, yes. So um, as we wrap up the hour, I would like to ask you, um, what makes you different? What are the top three things that set you apart from your competition? Great question. Mm-hmm. So, so I would say the three things, two of them, you're, uh, I, I can tell you what they are. Two of them, unfortunately, you won't find out for yourself until you've actually hired me. Um, because, you know, I can, I can pitch and tell you all these great things. Of course, you know, actions speak louder than words. And so um, one of those things that I say is, I am not in this business just for a commission check. You know, um, if I was in it just for a commission check, I can go sell cars. I can go, you know, do any other type of sales job. I truly am passionate 
and enjoy what I do. And that is selling real estate and helping families achieve this big, you know, big financial, you know, whether it be an investment or, you know, in a personal home or, uh, you know, whatever it may be, a flip, because I, I tend to work with a lot of investors as well. So whether it's being a flip or a rental property or your personal home, I truly enjoy helping those families do that. Um, and, and of course, within that, there's other things that I enjoy. Like I, I'm fascinated that when it comes time to negotiate, I love, I thrive off of negotiating with another agent. Um, you know, I, 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 I can ask certain questions that they might not realize or catch that, that I can get answers to where it's going to help me benefit my client. And so um, it's, mm-hmm. it's all strategy and, you know, it's all about negotiating, but yes, yeah, so it's doing that. And then as well as I'm held accountable for how I service my clients and how I run my business. You know, I pay a coach every month to hold me accountable. And so how there are other agents that in this, in the city that have coaches as well. Um, but not many of them do. And that's something that's very, uh, eye opening as well, because you think about it and you're like, okay, you want to sell real estate and you want to, you want this to be your career. Then you need to treat it as a business. And part of doing so is having a coach that's going to help you grow. And so my coach helps me stay in line, helps me making sure that I'm taking care of my clients and doing the right thing. And, and not only that, but making sure that they're satisfied. And so the third thing out of that is also going to be that our relationship as a realtor and my client doesn't end when we close on the sale. That relationship continues. And I think I can speak for hundreds of past clients of mine that can vouch for that because I have them on my personal Facebook that, you know, my relationship with them doesn't end once that, once I get paid, I continue to follow up throughout the years. I've had clients from eight years ago that I still communicate with and I still check up on and I still see from time to time to where, you know, it's a long lasting business relationship where they don't just know me as AJ Regattas, the realtor. They know me as AJ Regattas, who loves spending time with his kids, who loves going to church, who loves doing CrossFit. That's another big hobby of mine that I enjoy doing. Um, which shout out to Rudy um, and, and Elaine at Fit Stop CrossFit. I've been with them for three and a half years now, and I love it. They've helped me lose over 42 pounds. Um, but, but again, so it's, it's different things like that that help me, you know, create these relationships with past clients of mine to where they understand that, you know what, AJ truly cares about us. You know, he, he doesn't just do it for the paycheck. He calls on us, he checks on us. You know, there's times where I'll see a past client of mine that will post something. Maybe they lost a loved one or, or they're going through a hard time or some type of hardship. I'll reach out to them and I'll check on them and, and I'll offer my condolences or whatever it may be. But it's because I truly care. You know, it's not because, hey, I want another sell for me or anything like that. I truly care about the people that I do business with. You know, I create those relationships and I start that on day one. And so um, I, I believe that that's a big contribution, probably the biggest contribution to what's helped my business grow is treating my clients as if they're family, you know, and, and that's what I would say kind of stands me apart from the majority of agents out there that, you know, are in it for a quick sell. And I, and I hate to say that because that's not always the case, but there are agents out there that I'm like, hey, how, you know, are you getting referrals yet? How, how are your past clients doing? And there's been times where they're like, Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't, I haven't talked to them in years. And I'm like, what? you know, why not? Like, you know, this, this is something that you got to treat serious um, because again, you're helping someone that's making the biggest investment in their life. So 
Um, that's what I would have to say is what separates me from other agents. Exactly. And another thing, um, it put, it keeps you in front of them. It keeps them remind, remembering, oh, okay, AJ is a realtor because yeah. they might not need you, but someone they know might need you, somebody at their church, their neighbor, their aunt, yep. you know, their yep. grandpa. So it's yep. always nice to cultivate relationships. And that's the difference between a good realtor and maybe just a sales agent. Because I find yep. that a realtor, they cultivate relationships, whereas a sales agent just wants to make a sale. And yep. so there is a difference my friends, and it's best <laughs> that you find that difference out through an interview before you yes. just hire someone. You know, just like exactly. I teach my nine-year-old son, I'd rather, you know, I'm a, a leader. I'm a boss within myself, yeah. but I'm a leader <laughs> as opposed to being a yep. boss. And he was like, I oh, agree. what is the difference? You know what I mean? And so that's, mm -hmm. that's interesting because there is a difference between a professional realtor and just an agent. And so, um, I'm, yes, I'm so glad that you cleared that up. And where can everyone reach you, AJ? Yes. So again, they can reach me by telephone, either through text message, phone call. I prefer phone call and I prefer to meet face to face. Mm -hmm. However, I know that with our busy schedules that we can always do that. So that's totally okay. Um, I just like to meet face to face because again, I like starting to, I, I like to build my relationship with who I'm going to work with from day one. And there's no better way that you can do so without meeting them face-to-face. -face. So, yes, you can reach me by phone, 210-313-5554, uh, or by email. It's rgroup at kw.com. Or you can simply Google the Regattas group. You can find me on Facebook as AJ Regattas. Um, but I'm very easy to find. That's what makes us great about this business is we're very easy to find. You Google our names, and we uh, so much information comes up on us. So that's one thing that I'll tell buyers or sellers as well. When you're trying to do research on an agent that you're thinking of hiring, Google their name and see what you find. You'll be surprised on what you can find out about that agent as far as, you know, how many homes they've sold and whatever it may be, their past client testimonials, uh, reviews and whatnot. So, yeah, I would definitely say Google can, can definitely do a lot of work for you. But, yes, by phone, 210-313-5554 or email rgroup at kw.com. Or if you want to stop in my office, it's uh, – 1102 East Santerra Boulevard, Suite 106, and just uh, ask the front desk for AJ Regattas. Very good. Well, you know, I appreciate you for taking your um, time out today to talk with us on how to hire a great realtor. And in these last three minutes, AJ, what haven't yeah. I asked you that I need to know when it comes to hiring a great realtor? Yes. So, one thing that I would say that I can also throw in there when, when you're trying to find a realtor is start off with your coworkers. Start off with your family. Start off with your friends. Find out who they used to buy their home or to sell their home. Um, you know, again, my business is mainly run, ran off of referrals from, from those type of people. So, you know, I would say start off with that. You know, of course, I want everybody to call me. Don't get me wrong. I want everybody to call AJ Regattas, you know, with Keller Williams Legacy. Um, but however, you know, I understand that we're not always going to get everyone's business and that's completely understandable and I'm fine with that. Um, but yes, I would start off with that is start asking your friends, your family member and your coworkers, who did you use when you bought your home? How, how was your service with that agent? Did you like them? Would you refer them? Would you use them again? 
So it's questions like that that I would recommend asking, um, but I would definitely start off with asking those people because if they were satisfied with their realtor, guess what? They're definitely going to refer their realtor. So that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And then also I'd like to add, AJ, that sometimes it's not such a good idea just because, you know, your cousin sells real real estate yes. or, you know, or your, you know, yes. your, <laughs> you know, your neighbor's neighbor sells clients. real estate. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I've came across those clients where, um, especially in my neighborhood twice, actually, where I had a client that, his, you know, he was interviewing me to sell his home in my neighborhood and he said that his mom was a realtor and his sister was a realtor. And so I stopped at one point. I was just like, if you don't mind me asking, why are you talking to me then? And he was just like, well, you know, uh, they don't sell as much as you do. And they definitely don't sell as much as you do in this neighborhood. So I know you're the, I know you're the expert in this neighborhood. Um, so that's why we're meeting with you today. And I was just like, okay, great. I will say, though, that I recommend you having that conversation with them ahead of time. That way, if there's anything that we need to change, whatever it may be, we can do that before we put the home on the market. And, you know, it was definitely a conversation he wasn't looking forward to, but I know I met his expectations because I know one of those houses in particular where I was able to sell it within 24 hours. So I was like, thank goodness, you know, that one worked out great. So, mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, AJ Regattas. And everybody reach out to him at the Regattas Group. And it was just such a pleasure. His number is 210-313-5554. Also go to iTunes and download this podcast. And remember, he'll be with us every second Thursday right here on the Lisa Lewis Show. And remember, when you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio. it's Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and in.